All right, let's do that. All right, so moving on. Nice. December twenty fifth. <laughs> <laughs> so most people believe that it was actually put there because of uh, the solstice, right? But the only time it was actually on December twenty fifth was actually AD twenty forty five. AD forty five. So it doesn't even coincide. So you can't say that it was put there because of that. Um, when was his birthday? Well, no one actually knows we for don't sure. Know. It's Probably around December. Well, I'm sorry, September, uh, September. September. A lot of people say something. Oh, some people say Anyway, I do. I do have an article. <laughs> so, in two paragraphs, uh, the idea that the date was taken from the pagans goes back to two scholars from the late 17th and early 18th century. Paul Ernest Jablonski, a German Protestant, wished to show the celebration of Christ's birth on December 25th was one of the many, quote-unquote, paganizations of Christianity that the Church of the 4th century embraced as one of the many degenerations that transformed pure apostolic Christianity into Catholicism. Dom Jean Juadan, a Benedictine monk, tried to show that the Catholic Church adopted pagan festivals for Christian purposes without paganizing the Gospels. So there it goes. In the Julian calendar, created in 45 BC under Julius Caesar, the winter solstice fell on December 25th, and it therefore seemed obvious to Jablonski and Hardun that the must have had a pagan significance before it had a Christian one. But in fact, the date had no religious significance in the Roman pagan festival calendar before Aurelian's time, nor did the cult of the sun play a prominent role in Rome before him. So, as you can see, there is absolutely no connection to the paganization of December 25th, despite what people say. It was only two historians in the early days, well, two different times, during Christianity that tried to claim it was paganization. Ironically, one of them was Protestant trying to go against the Catholic Church. That never happens anymore. Um... (laughs) Cheap shot. But, <laughs> but there's no evidence whatsoever that it was because of the winter solstice or anything else. Go what? ahead, George. Go ahead. Oh, geez. <laughs> Put the pressure on me. Well, they're saying what? On that year, 45 BC, according to the Julian calendar or whatever, winter solstice fell on December 25th that day. Other than that, on forty-five, that's the only but, only time it fell. But there, it's winter solstice. It's named after soul. the soul god yep. or uh, the sun god Sol. Yes. Oh, is there something? I don't know. There's some connection there. Is there some connection? Because that's the only year that it happened. And it wasn't until forty-five A.D. and not ever after. So right, but the first time, and people were stupid back then. Were they? Were they, George? Were they really stupid? All of them. Because in Damascus, in the pre-Christine times, all right, they'd already calculated the distance between the Earth and the Moon. They'd already found out about the circulation of blood in the body. So how stupid were they? They found out the distance between the Earth and the Moon? Yes. Yeah, they did. In Damascus. Yes, they did. They calc- oh, but I'm just throwing, by using I'm math, throwing the BS card in out fact, there. In fact, <laughs> right now. In fact Aristotle, <laughs> Aristotle had already calculated... How wide the Earth was, he already knew it was a circle. They thought the world was flat. No, nope, not Aristotle. Not, not no, he did then. not. Aristotle already knew that the Earth was round, and he already knew how round it was. 
But Google My mind's going in so many boy. different directions right boy. now. Like I don't boy. even I don't even know where to go. <laughs> but um, he but he was probably on the fringe of that belief. He was. He was. Because but this but we're talking about uh what was Aristotle? What was he? Uh six hundred years before Christ, I believe. Right? Six hundred BC. Got right. me. Yeah. Um so we're talking about somebody who's pre pre, right? Jesus Christ. And he already understood that the earth was round and understood the circumference of the planet. Yeah, so he, he, he was a smart fellow, but to George's defense, there was still a lot of people who thought the earth wait, was wait. flat. It was also Archimedes. Archimedes also had the same idea. But these were In fact, was it Archimedes who said that, uh, he said, give me, give me uh, a lever and a place to stand and I can move the world? Well, he had already calculated the circumference of the planet. But there were very rare people. They, that, that wasn't the, the common thought of the common people of the time. But we are looking before there was modern technology, yes, before satellites, was. before they already knew the Earth was round. Yes. Yeah. So, in way, fact... Way ahead of their time. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. So... But to the as far as the date is the 25th, does the Catholic Church think that the Western Church who celebrates the 25th? Are we... You know, idolaters. Or... So here's the irony of this. The irony of this is the reason why December 25th was chosen was because <laughs> the Eastern Church and the Western Church had two different dates for Christ's birth. Mm-hmm. And so they met in the middle, which was December 25th. The Catholic Church and who? The Eastern, the, so the Roman, the Western Roman Church and the Eastern Church had two different dates for the birth of Christ. So they met in the middle, which was December 25th. Did they compromise? They did. They yeah. compromised and they made it December 25th because it was between the two calendars. Right. <laughs> so we're safe. Yeah. So again, so here's the cool thing. It was because it was between the calendars that compromised the date and put it in the middle instead of fighting about it. Mm. It had nothing to do with the pagan holiday. All right. <laughs> All right. So it's not a pagan holiday. No. So we're arguing George, is, George is like, you set me up from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was neutral, though. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm here to learn. I don't know whether or not it's, uh, whether it's, uh, pagan origins or not. So I'm, I'm here to learn. I, I'm refuting that. Yeah. I, when I, I hear someone's living in a whale, <laughs> I'm here to refute that. <laughs> but that's not this episode, so let's move on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tackle that in a future one. We'll do oh, one. Just we'll do one on uh, strictly on presuppositions of of the Old Testament. I literally, I want to bring like a biologist, like, and I want to talk about how long someone could live inside That'd a whale. Episode. David Blaine has done it. God bless him. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so we, we all have to do. I also watched we have to walk bring on in water David just Blaine. like Jesus. So contextually, <laughs> contextually, it was actually a minnow. A minnow? <laughs> you just messing with me now? <laughs> oh, my Lord. I almost get... spit my fear. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I am, I'm just playing with you. They said it was basically a large. That would have been much more impressive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... How many people believe a man lived inside? How long did he live? Three days. How many people literally believe that as a truth? Are you taking a vote? Uh, yeah, I want to vote. Again, he was believed I, to be dead during that, according to no, Hebrew. So I just heard Lord. he lived three days. So that's 
what, 72 hours <laughs> inside a whale after being consumed. So Mike believes it? I believe it. I believe it. I will concede that it can go either way. That's I, so Catholic. I, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it could go either way because, like I said, according to Hebrew lore, he did die and was actually in the lower levels of Sheol during those three days. The text in Hebrew paints some hints towards that. So I could go either way on this one. So how did he undie? Because God let him come well, back to life. I mean, so when the, if he can translate the Enoch to CPRs, heaven, that's what I was thought. <laughs> just spit him up on the, the, I thought it was something like. But that, actually, that, one of the things that that the reason why I do believe it because I do believe that I serve a God of miracles. <laughs> no, there is no God of miracles. I've had especially miracles. that. No, you haven't. Have. Listen, then. You know what? The people that were in the, uh, you know, in the Twin Towers were praying way harder than you were than you were for your knee. Absolutely. The people in the Titanic I, I that were drowning and freezing to death were praying way harder than you were for your knee. There, there's no miracles. It doesn't, like, I know, like, what Juice believes, he, you know, and I, it's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful story. You know, I mean, Juice have had this out before. You know, he believes that he was, you know, praying for somebody. Show me somebody. And then he met his wife. Well, beautiful story. But I'm just saying there's so much more stronger convictions of prayer that could have been answered than like your knee and your wife. You're right, dude. And I, I like I don't, I don't, I don't disagree. And so why were the others ignored? Nice, George. Pull the nine eleven card. Right. <laughs> Pull a nine eleven out there. All right, All right, that does it. So okay. that, that's how nine eleven how we define So we mean landing on the moon. Let's go. No, so, I'm kidding. <laughs> First of all, I think let's talk about that. I think the whale's allegory, personally, in my opinion. Thank you. But I don't think that uh, you can't pull truth from allegory. I think you can pull truth and valuable lessons from allegory. Number one point. Number two, though, there were some miracles on 9-11. Mm-hmm. There were. There were people who survived from like the 89th floor who should all have. the way down. Yeah. No, I, I don't know what else to call that. I, I don't know what else to call that. Yeah. I heard his testimony. Freaking amazing. Freak accident. Would you call that an accident? Luck. 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 <laughs> okay, maybe you might be right. I don't <clears throat> know, but if that were me, I would call that. A it miracle. sounds nice. It sounds nice. I, I want. It's 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 a beautiful thing. Thinking it's it's comforting if you need it. It's comforting thinking someone's looking out for you and they protected you then. But yeah. it's 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 probably not the truth. Um, the, the truth was it was luck. You know, you you had to. Um, like, I mean, the people that lived, you know, there was, they were, uh, that people who were living under the rubble, uh, most of them were like, you know, next to an appropriate column that had fell the right way. Yeah, like yeah. They, it, it just so Isn't happens that that's strong. Down? Yeah. I, I'm just, I, I was just going from another, um, just going from another story, but I'm just saying there's probably a methodical scientific reason as to how he did. I would agree with that for sure. You Could know, be. hard to explain. Unlikely. That's why we consider it a miracle. But there's probably a reason. Where are we going? I'm, I'm going to bring you. <laughs> into- <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. You don't seem to have a leg to stand on. Yeah, how can you say that? I'm going to bring but, you into the. Um, um, God doesn't answer prayers, and there's no miracles. G- Gumby and I have talked yeah, about this before. And 
stupid statement. There's no you have no science behind that. So you can't say there's no science behind miracles. There's nothing science in between like what you guys are talking about. But that's what I'm saying. You're fighting something you don't believe with a statement that has no legs. You can't say. Hey, there's no scientific evidence that oh, a miracle gosh, happened. We're going to get into that argument now. It's like, well, you can't disprove me. Like, No, no. Is that where we're going right now? I'm saying, but you can't prove it either. What I'm saying like, is you can't poo-poo me, and, and then you don't really have anything better. But what I'm saying is I don't think you've considered everything. Like, like the person that wasn't healed, the person that did die in the tower, who's better off, me or them? How do you know? I don't, you can make the argument that they're way better. They're in perfection now. I'm not. It's true. You think of death totally different than I think of death. Touche. Death is not the end. Our physical death is not the end. Well, when we die, we just go into nothing. Well, many of us believe it's a nice. It's it's, it's a beautiful. It's a beautiful. Listen, it's very comforting, guys. And I hope I'm wrong. It's It's very comforting. Comforting thinking. Oh gosh, you know if I'm good and I die, you know what? Like I'm gonna be greeted by like my family members, and you know it's gonna be beautiful. But I mean. It, it's, a, it's a beautiful story to tell your kids at night so they're more comfortable, but that's not the truth. Well, in your thoughts. But the, in your how thoughts. do you know that? You're right. right. You're right. But how do you none know of us that? have died here, so that. none we of us don't know. know that. But, <laughs> you're right. But I do know people where their relatives have visited them after their death. Not yet. I, I <laughs> do. I do. So close fact, one of the people I know isn't even a believer, and his father has come to visit him. No, that's what you're saying. Yeah, right. It is like what? With the person that was... Picked up the five dollars outside the gas station. Or no, whatever. that's somebody else. That's somebody else. Like, that's actually somebody else. That's yeah. That's Rick, actually. <laughs> you no, know, is that your story? No, no. Oh. that's somebody else. No, the five dollars story. That's Rick. Um, my neighbor. What we'll frame up for that story? It's a really good story. Pretty cool. Well, science was really. Uh, it's not supposed to prove those kind of things either way. And science would tell you that too. You know, it's uh, not meant to prove or disprove spirituality. But my my point of view is that the burden of proof is to the one who makes the biggest claim. If you're making the claim, then you're the one who has to show the burden of proof, not the person who, who says, I we don't really believe that. But how many people you know had tumors that doctors are trying to cure or you know, they come in and then they're gone and, the, and science can't explain it, you know? And I, I know what you're gonna say. I'm not asking you to say well, that's stupid to just say, can't explain it, it's God. You can say that, but why not open your mind to the possibility even? You know, as much as you may judge me for saying, like, I don't believe in homosexuality and think that's closed-minded. He went there, not me. Don't you? <laughs> and I do I believe, believe, all right, so I do believe, I do believe in homosexuality, but I don't believe it should be the way it is in this world. And and I'm just saying that, like, you will look at me and disagree and say I'm closed-minded. I ha- I'm opinionated in that fact, right? Well, don't you think it's hypocritical for you to say these same things back if there's a, a possibility? I feel like... So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> it's, it, it's not grounded, though. It's just not a grounded thought. It's not grounded on, like, when you make a claim like that, it's not grounded on premises of things that we understand to be real understands laws of physics and stuff like that you're like well take everything that we know throw that to the side and just put your faith in this book well i'm t- some oh, stuff i've learned in science class totally fake 
stuff now the world has come and said oh yeah sorry we screwed up you know what i mean so it's a beautiful thing when that happens so are you gonna put your faith it's a beautiful thing when that happens it is i love the truth yeah so yeah i mean science can be wrong but but, like they admit it there are verifiable miracles like verify like scientifically verifiable miracles yeah but he he's not allowing for that like because then it's a cop-out because science can't explain it yet you know and i i feel like that's just and you're 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 a very emotional person, and I feel like there's really no difference. You know, like you're not. My differences from you aren't really a difference of science or not. We just have different emotions. Like you're very emotional, and, and you death hits you hard. You know, like you think there's this sadness, and and you don't like it. You know what I mean? But that's that's your grounds. That's what you're standing on. That's not scientific. You're right. None of us has died, so none of none of us know. But we know people that have died. What's that? We know people have died, and you're just hearing stories of people, strangers that have died, and you're emotionally reacting based on your feelings, you know? And it's not scientific. Were we talking about their deaths or we were talking about their unlikely survival in a situation and whether that was a God um, intervention of God? Uh, If you want to talk, yeah, I I widen the subject to your your take on on like God in general through history on him being a, a... vindictive being but um if you just want to talk miracles it's the same thing i mean you're putting i didn't pray for my leg and it happened and i can see how gosh that's heathen compared to somebody who was probably praying really hard they had a dedication before 9-11 hit and they were praying for the family and the family's waiting for dinner and they didn't show up that day and now their kids are home and then their mom dies of cancer from all the 9-11 stuff in the air that's crappy you know but that doesn't make my leg less of a miracle I didn't believe in my leg. Hell, it might make it more of a miracle because I was so skeptical. Now, why did God choose to heal my leg? Only he really knows. I could guess. But I, it's still a miracle it, just because we can't fathom it. It doesn't do you, make you any better than anybody else. It doesn't. It humbled me. And it makes me realize we'll never understand God. He's too huge. We can't. Like, you, you think you can capture... His thoughts in your brain, but you're, you're awesome. I don't. But you're not, not that awesome. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I uh, I feel like I hate that we'll never understand God because He's too high of. I love it. Of I love it. So I, I, I hate that, <laughs> and, and just because again, Socrates logos. Sir. When I when I when I think about it, if I you know, if I were in the same shoes as this, you know. Of God, I know you say it a how lot. How much clearer you and how much God. better things would be? We wouldn't be having this argument if I were God. God. You would probably smite. That me. would make you God. I wouldn't smite you. It would be you inescapable. would just force my brain. This conversation wouldn't be happening because I'd you, make it inescapable. Exactly, you take away my free will. No, no. Oh. What, oh, why is that? Why is that? A, why is it even a, a thing though? Like, like I could be in here. I could make myself present. Okay, let's just say I'm God now. Because I would be a robot, a computer. I'd be right? nothing more. No, well, I mean. I mean, if you're saying he's can't, there's divine intervention is what you're saying. So he really can at any time intervene is what you're saying. So that that's a possibility. So you are kind of a robot in that respect. He can just kind of pull the strings at any moment. All right. Um, but again, I'm just saying like we're so wide scope right now. So, you know, I, feel, I feel you, Mike. Where you were like, I'm trying to make my point, and like we were like going so many directions right now. And I'm like I'm trying to funnel it back down. So I, I feel you. So I hear you. Um, so when I was throwing some jabs out there earlier, I feel you know. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, my mind's going a thousand different directions. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> well, thank you, Juice. <laughs> Give me a point. Sorry, Mike. Give me a point. What was I discussing right now? <laughs> I don't know, man. You yeah, know. right? It's really big. It's really big. It's, 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 we're going too big. We're going too big. We're all over the place. And I'm just saying, again, like, um, all right, so we was talking about, you know, making yourself present. Okay, yeah, so if I'm saying if I was God and I made myself present, inescapable, like, this person's a higher being in control of things and my destiny after life, like, you could still have free will, but I could still make that notion, that concept, you know, known. And make yeah. this conversation that we're having about whether I exist or not, you know, I can make it disappear. Yeah. Because, hey, we know this has happened, and I can play by these rules, or I cannot. So I feel like you still have that free will by clearly demonstrating that this is what it is. I think in a finite mind, I could see how that's possible. But again, you're not, you, you would also not allow sadness. And you would not allow pain and suffering, right? What's wrong with that, though? We Is don't know. Thing? Take it away. How empty would you feel? I, dude, I you would mean not. Happy all the time? I would not let myself be sad. I wanted to be happy all the time, for twenty years. Funerals would happen. I would go in denial. I let myself mourn a friend's death. I saw a new definition of beauty. She died when she was thirty something years old, of of this heart condition. Left her family. To to me. To experience that, how close I was to her, and I didn't even know how close I was to her, and the bond that they created between me and her family, it was a beauty I'd never known. I know, it's, yeah. it's interesting you say that. There's a, a book, uh, an audio book I'm going through right now. Not, don't let your kid list, kids listen to it, lots of cussing and stuff, but uh, it's called Lock and Key. And it's, it's a fictional story about this like this house that has multiple rooms with specialized keys that you can go through and alter your states you can, some of the keys will turn you into animals and one key opens your brain and but it's interesting because the one girl she ends up when they open her brain she pulls out her emotions to cry and her emotion of fear and it affects her so far all the way through the rest of the story and she ends up getting to a point where she's like god I wish I could cry, and she can't. Mm. You know, so it's it's very interesting that it, it, it even echoes. You know, where you get to a certain point, what if you didn't have those emotions? I I, I went through life without those emotions. You'd I, be I completely happy, and you'd never be sad. <laughs> you wouldn't even life. know it. You wouldn't even know it. <laughs> yeah, like you think you would be empty. Right. Okay. I mean, I get what you're saying. One of my favorite song lyrics, I feel like what you're connecting me with is like, you don't know peace until you've had suffering. Like, so it kind of makes a deeper appreciation for things. But again, if you've never had, like, you just be like, again, we're eliminating sadness. So we're saying there's no sadness. Yeah. So think of so a, you appreciate think being of happy, a, but like you're happy. So like, but think of a might rainbow. Be, might not be really happy, but think of a rainbow or any spectrum that you're interested in, you know, but I'll use rainbow. You're saying eliminate a couple colors of the rainbow. We wouldn't have never known they weren't there, and they seem fine. We never saw the fullness of the rainbow. You know? Like, it's just, it sounds great. But I think God wants more than that for us. And we just sometimes are stubborn and can't trust him that it's better this way. Right. I know, I feel like that for, like, the woman that was, like, gang raped on that bus in India, like, Totally. Now she understands happiness. But can Not we, at a level I do. But can we experience that, that rainbow in the, in the full spectrum of human emotions 
outside of religious Christianity. I could not have. Without God. You could not have. Right. But can it be done? I can't speak for others. I can't judge others. And I, I think that's honest. I, I, I think honest. that's, you know, that's where other religions, people yeah. like Gandhi would say, but just, you know, we all need to have our minds open a bit. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we can. Yeah. I would have, I, I mean, I, I would have ran to friends and family. The and Christianity for, that I knew and grew up with stifled my emotions. I could see yeah. that because, well, you and I have a similar background, yeah. so I could see that. Yeah. Well, this was a plus. You got to be okay with incest and like mass murder. <laughs> hey, be okay. was it from West Virginia? <laughs> <laughs> but but to kind of we okay we wow we there's a big rabbit trail. Now. Yeah, I know. I know. That's why it's where me and Mike are struggling. Yes, I was kind of poking at him, and then I like fell into the same thing. Yeah, we're we're all over the place, so it's hard to kind of funnel. George and I are gonna spin off our own show. <laughs> how, long, yeah. how long was Jonah in the wheel? <laughs> yeah, right. that's right, a good. Steve, that's good. The big claims, the big things. Yeah. I always feel like the burden of proof is for the people who make those claims to provide the burden of proof. And yeah. not for the skeptics to say, well, you can't prove that it's skeptics. Prove that it's wrong. That's not fair. You're the one making the initial claim. But let me ask you this, George. Yeah, I'm listening. Do you believe in the moon landing? <laughs> I'm going to say yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, but I love one. That's awesome. I we you know what I love the if this wasn't a religious based uh, podcast, I'd love to get juice down that um, yeah. rabbit oh, hole. We could definitely do uh, that. But uh, in a future episode. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be um, fun. Because that, that parlays to flat earth, and flat, flat earth yeah. definitely parlays into religion, so we could definitely be... Oh, what I'm saying is that there are people who legitimately believe that there are things that... There are a lot of holes within the government's official story about the moon landing. Yeah. But it's not those people who made the initial claim that, hey, we went to the moon, it's for real, this is the story, this is the official line, Here's therefore the it happened. Anyone who questions it is a skeptic and is a crazy person. Hmm. That's oh, what you are now with Christianity, right? Interesting. Yeah. No. Ooh. Ooh. That was a good hard-hitting point you got there, Gumby. I uh, I like that. Um, but again, I like the uh, you know, connection with science. Mm-hmm. You know, I like the connection with tangible evidence and yeah. beings that I could connect with. Um, but yeah, no, that's an excellent point. But uh, and and also going back, I don't think I'm, uh, you know, and I was I was raised Catholic, I was baptized Catholic, and uh, I initially started off, you know, just ignorantly accepting mm-hmm. religion and Catholicism mm-hmm. and you know Christianity and stuff like that, and it wasn't until later. So I think if anything, I think I have like a real open mind. I could be sold on it. If there was a way for you to prove through like tangible, relatable evidence. I'd be all about it. I have that. You're right. You I don't. That. I do. You I don't. Do. But but you first, have someone living in a whale first, for three days. But first, but first, I found a story in 1900s of a guy who was dissected out of a whale and lived. No, you didn't. There you go. Yeah, three sailors. But first, the burden of proof is on twelve dogs because this beer's name <laughs> sums right, up the dude. idea <laughs> of bringing the best together to celebrate. Your segues are so it good. It is today. filled with seasonal flavors. <laughs> From generous amounts of toasted and caramel malts mixed with equally generous amounts of honey, cinnamon, ginger, and nutmeg. We feel it is the 
perfect libation filled with flavors of the season. It is an ABV of three point. Oh, sorry, eight point three and an IBU of seventeen. Holy doozy! Yeah, it's like a honey color. Looks like we're going flat Earth. But I think one of the things that I probably share with this is that we have our own personal because we do believe Christianity is a very mm. personal faith. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hey. And smell that smell. Sorry. I get we'll it. talk about the beer first. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah right. Good point. Good point. <laughs> Intro. Uh I actually first tasted this season at Applebee's. My wife and I went out for a night. Oh, this is very spicy. And all right, and it's 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 nice. It's got this nice spicy yeah. flavor. It's it's not quite an amber. It's a little darker. Yeah, I love it's a the little color. darker than that. Um, but I find it delicious. I do think this is my number one of the three, actually. It, right, it's kind of in between. Yeah, it's right in between. It's it's mm-hmm. a good happy marriage. <laughs> yeah, it's not like, not too hard, not, not too dark. soft. <laughs> number, two. number two for me. I like the yeah. first one. Okay, it's not quite a Mike. It's not quite a George. George. It's kind of a Gumby. It's kind of Gumby. <laughs> well then, take that as a compliment. But I would say probably one of the things that we're kind of all talking about, we're all alluding to as well, is that we talk about our own personal experiences. So good, and that what we've experienced. As, as that what we claim as Christianity as our faith and the things that we have experienced in those things that we they're not written in a book they're not um, and I think that those are very personal to us and you haven't experienced some of those things or you're not allowed yourself to be experienced those things because you're so hung up on facts and 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 and, which is okay right and i do and and i and i really appreciate that because you know that challenges me too which is a good thing which is a good thing it's a very good thing i do try to keep my like yeah my intellectual mind like ahead of my emotional mind and and, and that's that's i mean that's great i mean it's super i mean i wish a lot of more christians would do that that's actually why I want you on. We're uh, coming up. We're going to do a, a Marian apparitions episode. Is that going to be with the Illuminati and the lizard people? No, that's going to be on the flat Earth episode. With the with the Marian apparitions episode, it's it's cool because there's so much hard evidence. Like, um, for example, uh, you have Our Lady of Fatima. So when she appeared there, you had 100,000 people present, including journalists, most non-believers, and they were present and witnessed it. And then you have things like Our Lady of Guadalupe, which exists to this day. To this day, you can go see it, and it should have dissolved over 500 years ago, and it's still here. You have Our Lady of Las Lajas, which that image goes through three feet of stone. There's no pigments present. Nobody understands why it exists, and yet it's in stone. So these are hard miracles, hard evidences. Are we so. replacing unlikely or hard to believe with miracle? Okay. Again, if you place image in stone that goes through at least three feet, how is that possible? 
We uh, we do have to define miracle. I guess we could all define what a miracle is for ourselves. I mean, because to Steve's point, <clears throat> you know, when you make something personal, I guess anything can be a miracle. Right? But I mean, when things that happen, I, I just say it as something that just, it just, it's extraordinary. It's very, uh, you can't explain it. Right. And and yeah. and, and, and well, that's that defines as a miracle to me. It's and, and it could be it could be science, it could be something scientific that happened. It could be, you know, it, it, I I wouldn't rule that out, you know, on certain things. Yeah. But the yeah. thing is, the I mean, I I do appreciate you a lot because mm. you know what you Amen. you caused me <laughs> to really dig dig really deep in my own self to what I really believe in. And, and you know what, and and a lot of it does sound if you were. It does sound cockamamie, and I'll be really honest with you. Like living the whale story is a great example of that. You know, it it it's just it's just physically not possible. Yeah. And and there's a lot of things that 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 you read in the scriptures that are physically just not possible, but they happen. Right. And so either you choose to believe it or not. But, but it and 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 those stories, when you look at them. It talks about a belief in a God of the impossible, and that's where that's where you gotta come to grips with that personally yourself, whether you accept that or not, you know. And and even if you don't accept it, because you accept you don't accept it for obvious reasons, because it's not logical, right? And it's not. And and I I, I totally agree. It's not logical, but. I accept it because of who who he is. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I would think so on the other like, side of that, people accept something because they want it. And if I want something, you know, self-determination can help get you there too, right? Right. I mean, there have been situations in my life where I wanted something and I didn't know how I was going to get it or I didn't know how I was going to get there or out of this place or whatever. And yet I found myself in a better situation. Yeah. Do I call that a miracle? I don't know. I mean, I, I know at those at that time I was very focused. I was very self-determined. I was very willful to get myself out of a situation. You know, I, I heard a pastor say this and I hate religious cliches. I hate them. I, I don't ever say them. Let's hear them. But this one here, it goes this one, you know, uh, without God, we cannot, but without us, God will not. So, you know, I think our will does play a part in what maybe we define miracles or not. Well, I know that Buzz Aldrin considered a miracle when he landed on the moon. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's a huge miracle. I believe the whale one before that one. But <laughs> wow. we, need to define, we need to define miracle. <laughs> um, maybe it's personal. I'm sure there's a dictionary to look up, but mine is divine. You know, I like Okay. Yeah. And I think when I'm using the word miracle, I'm, I'm saying I'm also using it in terms of. Yeah, divine intervention of yeah. some sort. Yeah. But uh, like, I just feel like, oh gosh, and we've talked about so much, and the scope is so confusing, and I feel bad <laughs> for anybody so listening. Much. But I just feel like sometimes, yeah, we're, we're also. I I feel like there were some instances where we were, you know, talking about unlikely, or you know, some broad brush strokes for sure. Yeah. Like how well balanced this the spear is by Twelve Dogs. It's absolutely amazing. It is good. It's it's, it's so well balanced. It has that nice strong flavor, but at the same time it's not overpowering. 
It's just fantastic. Ah. You, you could catch the honey notes inside of it, mm-hmm. a little bit of nutmeg, just the right amount of cinnamon. It's just, just about right. perfect. And also, 12 Dogs, before, uh, before like the big craft brew craze, um, I feel like this was like one of the stronger beers, like... Yeah. A couple of years ago, you were like, "Oh man, I got a yeah, right. twelve dogs." That was like the <laughs> big thing, yeah, right. You're well, right. that was the the original brewer from uh, from Great Lakes. He went on to start his own place. Oh, we uh, broke off. There you have twelve dogs. I did not. I know didn't know that. that. Yeah, so that's why only you would know that, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. I do love my craft brews. <laughs> but yeah, he went on to to uh, assist in twelve in the formation of twelve dogs, huh. and that's why. It has that nice, strong, well-balanced flavor uh-huh. like the original Great Lakes had. It's good. <laughs> Not that Great Lakes is bad. I love Great Lakes. Me too. Right? And I, I love the reinvention of their new recipes. Um, but this does taste a lot more like the original Great Lakes <laughs> Christmas ale. So. Mm, there you go. I would agree with that. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm. I like it. I know. I had so many Christmas beers, I forgot about the uh, Christmas ale. <laughs> I think today's version is stronger, at least more potent in flavor. It, I'll tell you what, this year's, and we should probably, we should probably have it on next uh, next episode, but this year's um, ale I thought was better than last year's. Hmm. I thought this year's was better than last year's. For Great Lakes? Yeah. Is it their honey? No, no, their uh, Christmas ale. I thought this was, year's was, was better than last year's. But he had a lot of time to perfect it. I don't feel Maybe like their batches year. are always consistent. But then again, that you do end up with that with craft brews. Yeah. So they need a miracle. That's what they need. And they got control of the market. They need to pull a man out of a whale after three days. So to my Christian <laughs> brethren here, can other religions out there have their own legitimate miracles? Absolutely, I believe so. How? Well, I think God works for miracles. In any is not just Christians. Mm. The jealous God is creating miracles for people that don't believe it. Elaborate. Yeah, That's well, good. because he he sees the full picture. So by you know like keeping me alive or whatever when I'm supposed to die because I'm probably going to do something for you know his purpose even before I'm Christian. I think it could work. You know like. I don't think he has to live in the box that we create. We create the brand of Christianity. Someone on an island who, like George was saying earlier, truly believes in the best things, you know what I mean? Accidentally worships the same God I worship, you know, from education. But if they somehow communicated with this divine being, you know, they might not call themselves Christians. We created christianity you know mm. in that that box so why would god be oh that's interesting confined in a box it's also very catholic of you <laughs> I, was, I was raised catholic i have nothing against i'm i'm non-denominational like truly you yeah, know like that's a good point yeah so well, i was raised catholic i i just i when i stumbled on my relationship with god it secured me in that and it opened up a lot of things i don't have to be dogmatic you know but what about the person who's non-religious at all who Knows that they need to go somewhere in life, gets there through self determination, self determination, right, and ends up at that place. Ends up at what place? Are we still talking about a miracle happening for them? They don't define it as a miracle. We do. Oh, um, 
I don't know. I think God uses miracles. Like a miracle wouldn't. We, I mean, we, that's what we define it as, a, as a label. But what if he, he just calls it a goal? Oh, no. See, I don't think. I think it has to be something miraculous. The, it has okay, to be something so, that so like if, flashes supernatural. Like, whoa, this is crazy. Something you defined as a miracle. What if another person defines that in their own life, the very same thing that you're going through, but doesn't use the term miracle? And gets to the same place that you got. And you know what I like is like maybe what's if it's uh like you were saying Buzz Aldrin called it a miracle, but what's if like the guy the the math whiz on the ground that was doing the numbers, like it, you're right, it was a there. goal. It wasn't it wasn't a miracle. It was just a goal. Like it was just his to him. It wasn't a miracle. It was everything fell in the line like it should have. Well, I think this is an easy one. I I think like. Jesus made miracles happen to people. Why did he do that? To show God. So if if God's not showing in that, then it's not a real miracle. Well, yeah, but miracles like that do not happen with us every day in life that we call miracles today. Why right? they stop? Oh, doing yeah, that. I would not call but, anything a miracle. Like I very rarely use the word miracle. Did. Sometimes those things do. That's good to know. Happen now. What's yeah. it? I would agree. I mean, because... I totally agree. We call something... I mean... I... You know, I don't know. I prayed for my dad not to die, but he died. Yeah. But to him, you know, he felt like leaving this earth and being present with Christ was still a miracle. I prayed to hit the lottery ticket, but so, it happened. And uh, I felt like, you know... Oh, uh, okay. I see what you're saying. That's great for yeah. me. I don't know. I don't... You know, uh, that's, I... Not everything yeah. that I knew in the way I was brought up with religion said, ah, you know, he's going to be all right. We're going to pull through this. If he's determined, if he's, you know, I see what if you're we pray hard enough, if we do all the right things, but yet it still didn't happen. You know, I, I think we're just, see, uh, there, there is gray area. I see where you're going with that because yeah. it's like, are you enforcing your own will over what the miracle is supposed to be? It's a miracle. What's a miracle? Yeah. So, like, for example, like you're saying, like, like for you, it would be your father healing and being here. But maybe for your father, it was passing on to the next life. Yeah, right. So, right. so maybe our presupposition of what a miracle is supposed to be is actually not what it's supposed to be. Because I, that's our opinion of what it's supposed to and be. And I get that. I totally already get that. I mean, for him, his soul being reconciled with the creator was more important than his physical body on earth. Because, you know, I got to be honest, though, at, his, at that point, my dad knew that the damage he'd done to his body was irreversible. So it's easier to accept the soul being reconciled. Yeah. I can right. see that. I do know when I die, and we all find out the truth, I hope there's a podcast room just like this, and we're here, and we can all be like, I told you so. Like, whatever it is, and we can literally iron out who is right. <laughs> That is the most spiritual thing you've ever said. <laughs> I, would I just heard a miracle. Day. I would love that day. Yeah, I got this. Yeah, I tell a part of the podcast and it turns out we were right. George, you got it by the skin of your teeth. There's no right or wrong at the end. We all get in by the skin of our teeth. You know teeth. what? That's like both both Heiser has said this and and I've heard Priest say this. It's it's amazing because I I see on both sides now. It's really cool where they're you get, they're like when we get there we'll find out that all of us were wrong. 
Yeah. They're not going to be looking for George saying, ha ha! Yeah. And then George would be like, well, I'm here with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Let's go have a beer. We'll be like that, 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 we'll be like that picture oh, with the Jesus guy with the, uh, the burnt around him, the singeing, you know, the, the steam coming off you. Yep. We just made it. Yeah. <laughs> so, get into D-League. <laughs> so, so our takeaway from tonight is definitely that Yes, there is cultural appropriation that happens across every continent, country, and time. All right, but it does not affect that you know the Christmas tree actually isn't pagan, and that the <laughs> and that December twenty fifth wasn't actually pagan either. All right, these are presuppositions that are superimposed. Um, I'll actually link some of the cool peer reviewed articles and. Uh, yeah, that's that's my takeaway along with these also these these awesome holiday brews. <laughs> but uh, let's go around the table, George. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody, and I uh, have hope everyone has a safe and happy holidays with their family. Gumby, yeah, same here. Merry Christmas, and there's nothing taboo over brew. Mike, well said, George. Have a good night, everybody. Steve, Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and have a great new year. Bible Level Brews, don't forget to catch us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. We're on every podcast platform I know of at this time. So hit us on Facebook. Our Facebook group is growing massively. Um, See you online. Have a good night.